The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future ten billion dollar man. On the way to ten billion, I decided I'm going to help create one thousand millionaires, including myself, and not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. Do you want to learn real estate? We got that. Do you want to see cooking recipes inspired by Dr. Savy? We got that. Do you want travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. Do you want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball. Got it. Turo. Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that do not make it to YouTube will probably be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray. D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. Okay? The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we're into, and you can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 118, okay? This podcast has four different segments. We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is Wednesday, June 22nd. It is 6.58 p.m., okay? We're doing a nice late night uh, podcast here, okay? Um... So before we get into the life update, all right, y'all know how we get down over here. We always start off with the screen time. For those who are new, if y'all don't know what's up, screen time is when Melissa and I go and look at how much time we spent on our phone for the last week because we know that if we do not take advantage of our phone, then our phone is taking advantage of us. Okay. So, uh, and you know, as far as becoming a billionaire, I haven't got there yet, so I don't know, but I'm, I've, I've been told that you can't get there by spending a lot of time on your phone. So, you know, um, that's what I've been told. But again, I don't know any billionaires personally. They just be putting out, uh, you know, courses and stuff. Um, okay. So for last week, let's see what we got here. My screen time was seven hours and 36 minutes. I'm under eight hours for the whole week, guys. For the whole week, I was under eight hours, okay? Um, The week before that, I was eight hours and 39 minutes, which means I went down almost over an hour, okay? Um, My most used app was YouTube for 16 hours and 24 minutes, Instagram for 13 hours, and messages for four hours. My average amount of pickups from my phone was 89 okay so the first used app after i picked up my phone was youtube 
Um, and for the whole entire week, I used my phone for 53 hours for the entire week. Uh, so now, beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend, what was your screen time for last week? So for last week, I was on my phone for six hours. Damn, that's a lot. Minutes. Mm. So that's a lot? Kind of, kind of an addiction. <laughs> not, not with the eight, mm, not the eight mm, hours. Mm, mm. <laughs> not the man with the eight hours talking. Seven um, hours and 36 minutes, thank you very much. I think, I think mine is the lowest in, in, a, in, a, in a while. Six hours and 20 minutes. It's down 11% from the week before, which was seven hours and eight minutes. Mm -hmm, My mm -hmm. most used app was TikTok at 11 hours and 14 minutes. And then after was Instagram for nine hours and 41 minutes. And then Google, Google Maps for five hours and 35 minutes. Um, mm. I had a total of 933 pickups. Okay, pretty high. 73 was Gmail. And then 156 was Instagram. And then 99 were messages. So that's pretty much... A rundown of my usage. Okay, alright. So, we have a very exciting episode for you guys today, okay? Here's why it was so exciting. We are going through it, okay? Last week was a crazy week for us. We are trying to figure out, is the universe talking to us? Is God mad at us? Are we just doing dumb things? We don't even know. Have we made dumb decisions in the past that put us where we are now? Maybe. Who knows? All I know is, I can't tell we on the way up about to or we were on the way down about to hit a new up if we were on the way up and coming down i don't know what's going on but it was a crazy ass week last week okay so uh i have recently made a spreadsheet because i love spreadsheets so much okay so the the spreadsheet that i made was just kind of get an idea of where we're at financially how much debt we owe and you know we don't really have money coming in like that other than youtube really right now i don't really pay attention to it because it's like it, it gets eaten up real quick um so i'm gonna give you a rundown an audit of our life okay actually no no should, hmm, should i do the audit first or should i tell them what happened last week first um. <laughs> I, what should you tell go with first i'm gonna go with I'm going to go with last week first and tell them the audit. All right. So, boom. Here we go, right? So, last week, uh, I had came home from basketball. No. Where, where was I? I was at the gym. I went to the gym, right? Now, personally, I guess I feel like the gym is helpful. It gets me out of the house. gets me some energy sometimes. It makes me feel better. Mental health. Some alone time. Some alone time, you know? And it's a it's a pretty good thing. It's exercise and the yoga helps a lot. So y'all don't y'all probably don't know this, but the people in our area um, are new. They're new because across the street from us, a new building was put up, and they are pretty much done with the building. So people are moving into the building. There's a lot of construction around here. Even on the other side of us, they they just now I guess purchased that land and they're about to start building over there another high rise. And we're talking about an American high rise, not a Atlanta high rise or a southern high rise where the high rise is only 10 stories. We're talking about 25 stories of of people, right? So it's a lot of people. 25 stories each floor probably has maybe 10 20, 15 to 20 units on it, right? Something like that. Maybe even more. 50, 15 to 20. So you do the math. A lot of new people. Now, when people are building, right, they have all of these makeshift no parking signs. So they're not like on a pole. They're just on a, a, like a side of a piece of wood or something. It just says no parking here. So there's literally nowhere to really park anymore in this area. 
So now what used to be, you know, one to four minutes of driving to find a parking spot has now easily turned into 15, 25 minutes of trying to drive around to find parking. So Melissa and I have had the car for about a year now, and we have a particular parking spot that we would like to put out the car in, right? Now, this parking spot is, it's a weird parking spot, right? Because the crosswalk is not lined up with where the street i guess meets up with the sidewalk so you guys know how you have that slant when you walk into the street it's like a little i don't know like a little square or whatever i don't know what that's called i guess the curb i don't know what i want to call it but usually how it works is the crosswalk is attached to the corner of the street and it goes in the direction that the cars are at the that you would walk in so where we are parked at or where we live at there is a situation where the actual exit of the curb is not directly within the lines of the crosswalk okay so if you park in the crosswalk a person could still exit the street without having to walk around your car because that's not where the exit of the street is at so we have parked here countless times numerous times come back from yeah from philadelphia come back from the bronx come back from far rockaway we park in this spot it's a very common spot to park in so you can only imagine how after we had did the podcast that day, I, I was like, you know what? Well, let's say let's go grocery shopping. You're like, okay, cool. So we go outside to go grocery shopping. We get to the car and there's no car there. And we're like, what the fuck? We're like, yo, this is crazy. Like, where's the car at? Like, dude, where's my car? That's how he felt. So. In my mind, I'm like, maybe it's a crosswalk thing. But like I said, we have parked here all the time. Never had any problems. People have parked here. Like it's not a people in the area park here all the time. Never been an issue. So because we did Turo before, we had a tracker in our car. And if it's what I would say going forward for us specifically and anybody else, I always recommend. Oh, let me tell you this. Put on myself more. I will always put a tracker in my car because. I think that the upside, again, let's go back to insurance, is way more important than worrying about how much it costs for it. Like what happens if it gets stolen? Having or paying $20 a month, $50, whatever the numbers you got to pay per month, it's usually not even that high, is worth it. For peace of mind and for our car, you can shut it off, you know, so that also helps. So when our car was missing, we're like, damn, we don't know what the fuck happened. Recently, I had got out the car uh, maybe like a week or two ago, right? And I had left the window down. So we came back to the car and someone had decided they were going to come in the car, put the, the passenger seat all the way down and lay. I don't know if they went to sleep. I don't know if they were smoking a, a joint. I don't know what they was doing. They went through all of the stuff in the car. They went through the the uh, glove compartment. They went through the little passenger thing in the middle. Whole car was more or less ransacked in the front of the car. But we didn't have anything in the car because, again, we're broke. What you going to steal from us? You know, cups and, and toilet tissue. So I'm like, all right, we'll be fine. So, but I'm thinking like, damn, did I leave the car open again with, and maybe somebody stole a car? So we check on Google or check on the app. Where's the car at? The car happened to be at some place in Flushing, Queens. So we put the address in and an NYPD tow pound comes up and we're like, fuck, the car got towed. And I'm like, ah, oh, 
fuck. I'm like, this is stupid as fuck. I'm like, this is so dumb. So we call them. And they're like, okay, hey, you guys. Um, it's going to be $185 to get the car back. And I'm like, why was the car towed? They said, because it was in the crosswalk. And I'm like, what? They said, yeah, you also got a ticket for the crosswalk. And you have to pay $185 to get the car out. I'm like, oh, my God. So, y'all don't know this, right? I don't know if I said it on the podcast before. Maybe I have. I'm very transparent with you guys. We have not paid our insurance for two cycles, right? So, right now would be the second cycle that it has to be paid for. But it's still we're still in within that period. So, let's say that it's due on the, let's say this, hypothetically speaking, it's due on the 23rd. They may ask for it on the 17th, but you have until the 1st to pay them, right? So, in that time period, you still owe that money even though the due date technically has passed. I like to operate in a grace period. So I'm like on the phone with her. She says, yeah, uh, if you want to get the car back, you're going to have to pay for your insurance. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, we're not getting that car back. I'm like, there's no way to get that car. There's no way to get it back. It's, it, we're not getting the car back. To pay the insurance is three ninety for the insurance. The car being totaled one eighty five. That's two hundred dollars plus the three ninety. We're didn't ask six hundred dollars, close to right. I'm like, we don't have six hundred dollars to give for anything at all. Like we just don't have it. So we're like, okay, what are we gonna do? So I still have a credit card. I'm like, all right, boom. What I could do is I could take money off of that to at least pay for the car to get towed. Now, and me, here's how I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking about finessing. I'm thinking. Maybe if I talk to the person, they will allow me to get the car without paying my insurance. And here's why I think that there's there was this security thing. If you guys are into like home security or uh, uh, technical security or whatever, they always say the weakest link is the any point where there's a person involved. Because if you want to hack somebody, it's not about hacking the system of an iPhone or hacking into you know their refrigerator or microwave. It's like hey. If I could find the person that sits at the desk, they probably have access. So if I could just, you know, talk them up, you know, maybe I can get some information from them. So I figured, hey, if I could just talk to them, maybe they'll just forget that I have to pay for the insurance and I'll be fine. And of course, that worked. So we had got there and then we went the next day because we were just so exhausted by this. Like, bro, it just drained us so much. So I go there and I actually don't have to pay for my insurance to get the car out. So we end up paying a 185 plus a convenience fee because we use our debit card. So that was 190 or something like that. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're, we're out of the, you know, whatever. But I took the money off the car just in case I had to pay the insurance. But I'm like, okay, cool. I saved it. I don't have to pay insurance. But the next day, my account gets wiped out by all types of bills and all types of shit. So the money that I was had saved on the credit card to spend for either emergencies or for the house is gone because I, I took it off the card to put onto my account to pay for this if I needed to do, pay for it. Nah, that shit is gone. So now the account was down to like a hundred something dollars. At this time, the house needed a downspout. It needed a faucet. And no, it needed a downspout. It needed a faucet, right? It needed a keypad. The contractor bought those things. It came up to four hundred and three dollars for those things. I'm like, bro, that's that's a that's an obscene amount of money, and I don't have that. So now we got to pay him that. We were supposed to go to Philadelphia on Saturday. We didn't have the money to even get there. So we're like, bro, if we go out there, spend money, we're gonna be broke to even come back. We won't be able to pay for anything. So we're like, okay, well. The YouTube money is supposed to be coming in, right? 
So we're thinking, okay, YouTube money's coming in. Uh, we should be we should be good. It's supposed to come in on Monday. It doesn't come in. It's supposed to come in on Tuesday. It don't come in. Today is Wednesday. It still ain't come in. That money is supposed to be used to pay for uh, the $400 that we owe him for those items. And it also is supposed to cover, which is a crazy thing. It's supposed to cover. It's supposed to cover the monthly interest to pay for the house, which is about $1,300. We get about $1,700. I can't say it about because it changes every month, but we are going to get $1,700 this month from YouTube. So that'd be nice if we actually, you know, didn't have to pay for this house. So here's the plan, right? For people who don't know how this works, if you're using a hard money loan, they give you something called a draw. So they come and check the house. They say, okay, you did. You put the stairs in, we'll give you 10% of the money. Okay, you put in a floor, we'll give you 5% of money for the floors, right? So my plan was to get the money from the draw and then pay them the interest for it, right? They won't let me get the draw unless I pay the interest first. So now that's a dub. So now I have to wait till YouTube money come in so I can pay for the interest first to then get the money for the draw to then pay him for the faucet to pay him for the keypad and to pay him for the downspout. It was, I think, I forgot the third thing. It was three things, either way. So that's where we are with that, right? So we're broke as hell right now. Like I'm talking about, we were we were in the house just like, nah, this is different, broke. Like, this is just like a, a higher level, a different level of broke where we don't even know where the money's going to come from. Like Melissa was thinking about getting a Well, she has some shifts coming up, so she's doing that. Uh, I was contemplating doing possibly DoorDash or something like that to make some extra money. Um, and like I said, I'm not against getting a job. I would if need be, if it came up that I could find a job that makes sense. Uh, funny enough, I did see some ads about data analysts. Um, but like I said, we're at a point where we just like, all of those things came at the worst time because at the before that the car got towed, that would have we had about maybe a thousand dollars that we were using roughly eight hundred dollars using to kind of get us through each week until we get a draw or until the money comes in from YouTube. That whole shit got wiped out in last week. Like everything we had was wiped out. I'm talking about every single thing. So right now the only money that we have came from the reward that we had from our credit card. So we had, I think I had like maybe $200 on two of my cards that I can now use. So I took that off my card. That's gonna kind of get it through the week until we at least get paid from YouTube. <sighs> now, we also are behind on our car payments. That's about, also about two months, right? So that's where we are at financially. Now I'm gonna give y'all an idea of what our what our uh, expenses are not expense what we what we owe right because this is where this shit gets crazy so our car note is five hundred fifty two dollars right our insurance is three hundred and ninety dollars we have seven hundred and forty dollars in tickets in for either parking uh we might have a new one Melissa might have been caught oh that's another thing Melissa might have been caught speeding the same week that we got not speeding running a red light the same week that we got all stuff happened was last the car got towed uh we had to pay for that the insurance then we had to lose the money from the credit card then melissa got a ticket for that i also got a ticket for parking in the crosswalk i'm like bro so then right so that's 740 dollars for that and then express we owe them is about 13 to 1500 dollars so i have it 
categorize like this. I got my primary, I got my secondary, I got my tertiary, and then I got my quaternary. I learned these a new, I never used quaternary before, but that's the fourth and most important thing, right? So in my, in my tertiary, I have tolls, okay, for the car. Tolls, if y'all don't know, okay, we have Easy Pass here in New York, which is one another system that I realized they're trying to keep the poor people out of New York, okay? They are trying to tax you on, they, they're saying, we don't want you here. We do not want you in this city. Get the fuck out if you're poor, right? Which is me. I'm poor, so I'm getting out. I got, y'all got, trust me, y'all got me. Y'all got it. I'm done. Y'all got me. In tolls, currently, currently, not, this, this, this was at uh, last week. We owe $3,108 in tolls, okay? So let me run that by you again. Our car note is two months due. So that's $552 twice. That's $1,100, right? Car insurance, $390 twice. So that's about uh, $800, okay? Then we got tickets, $740. Then we got express interest, $1,500. Then we got tolls. $3,100, okay? Now, again, tolls is in tertiary, but depending on how they feel, they can make that primary real quick and take the car. We don't even know. So anything can happen is where we at right now. Um, shit, is, shit, is, shit is crazy. Life, life is crazy right now. So... What? Rent. Uh, yeah, yeah, rent is on here. Rent is a quaternary, okay? Right, so for, so for rent... Melissa asked, I bring it up for y'all because I also know I think Rico Paul asked about it before. Uh, for rent, we currently owe $17,176. You know why? Because we have not paid rent in about a year. Uh, and, and when I say in about a year, I mean this is a year after the government paid the rent that we hadn't paid the year before that. So after they paid the rent, we now owe $17,000 in rent. Okay? And rent is insurance. We owe $32, which is insurance. So that's on, also on a... Since when we have insurance? I don't know. It's, on, it's part of the insurance plan that we have. Um, so, you know, we lower that. Um, so that's in the quaternary uh, section because it's not that important to me. Um, secondary is mostly everybody that we owe money to as far as the house goes. That number is about $252,000. Um, then you have the tertiary, which is about another $52,975. That includes, that, this is just my stuff. It's not Melissa's credit cards and what she owes. This is the Apple card, the Amex, Discover card, the Capital on Tap, Amazon card, Credit One, and Self card. That's And the totals is about $52,000, okay? Um, so that's where we at with that. Now, as far as the quaternary, that number is super high, but again, it comes down to what we owe. That list is like, the uh, if y'all don't know, if y'all go back and check the podcast, when we were getting the the merchant cash advance loans, that money is in there. But I don't have the exact amount. I have to go and check the lawsuits that we have pending against us because of those things. So that is where we are at financially. Okay, this is a this is a very wild time because we are only waiting for the house to be done, and then we we off once the house gets paid off. Okay, let's see. This is where we at right now. Let me do some quick math. So currently we owe. Everybody, including everybody, we owe them uh, $252,000, right? Boom. So we want to sell the house for three hundred k. So we got three hundred k minus, uh, actually, let me do this first. Uh, th- uh, 300K times 6%, times 6%. I'll do it the other way around. Oh, that's better. So 300K times 6%. Is eighteen thousand, right? So, 
So you subtract the 18,000 from 300,000, okay? Now the reason to subtract the 18,000, that number is how much we have to pay the agents when they sell the house, okay? So um, we got 300,000 minus 18,000. That leaves us with $282,000. Now if we pay everybody back, we are at, we pay them back at 252. So minus 252, okay? We have $30,000 that we have left over, right? So we would have $30,000 if we, well, we're going with an agent, okay? So we're gonna have 30K left over to try and figure out what we're gonna do as far as, you know, making our, our great escape. Um, if the house sells for more, we might get a little bit more than that. But right now, that's where we're currently at. And that number, honestly, might fluctuate depending on how much money we still owe to the contractor. Um, so my, let's say about 25 to 30, somewhere in that number, right? That's where we at. Now, I know, it just sounds scary as fuck. Crazy. Now, what? I owe 40,000. You owe 40,000? Yeah, that's my debt, 40,000. What, what does that include? All my credit cards, I have like 10 of them. Mm -hmm. And then um, 30 is St. John's. Okay. That's right. That's like twenty-two plus six. So. Okay, so I have forty k to the two fifty-two, the seventeen, the three, and the fifty-two. So we have we have we went to a D one school, both of us. We went to a high uh, elite level. What do they call those Ivy League schools? Melissa and I graduated with an Ivy League degree, mm -hmm. and we owe about four hundred k, whatever. So now uh, I'm gonna get past that. That was that was the financial where we at right now financially. Um. Now I've been saying that we had a we had an ace in the hole that we thought was gonna be our savior. It's gone. It's not there no more. All right. I was waiting to see. I didn't want to jinx it, so I was waiting to see what happens. So one of the days we was at the house, right? We chilling in the house, and we leaving the house. The one in Philadelphia. We run to a guy. He's like, "Hey, oh, what's up, man? Y'all, y'all own this house?" We're like, "Yeah, we own it." He's like, "Yo, I know a guy that buys houses over here." We like, "Word." He's like, "Yeah." I say, "Okay, cool." So we exchange, you know, math and all that, and all our calculus numbers and things like that. And we get a phone call, maybe I don't know, the next day, or whatever. And this is the guy's uncle. He's like, yo, I be buying property out there in Philly. You know, I'm in New Jersey. I like to put it in on short-term rentals and things. And I'm like, oh, you do Airbnb? Because he said it mad weird. Here's the thing. When somebody says, like, short-term rentals and things like that, I'm always looking at them kind of funky-like. Because I don't, I don't, I don't. He said it in a way that he didn't want me to know he was buying it for Airbnb, which I thought was weird. So I'm like, you doing Airbnb, bro? He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he sounded older. Well, I don't really care what you're doing with the house, bro. It's not mine. Do what you want. So he said, he was thinking, he was like, yeah, I'll buy it for y'all. You know, I'll buy it. I'm like, all right, cool. He said, I'm like, yo, I think that's the best idea for it to be a Airbnb. Said, that's the best thing. So I gave him the prices at 315 for it. He said, all right, cool. Let me know when you're about to be done. I said, I bet. So where we at now? About to be done. And what I said before, I bet. So now I call the man on the phone. Actually, I couldn't find his number. So I called the, the cousin, right, or the nephew. He gave me the right number. All right, cool. I call this guy. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I got your number from your cousin. You remember we talked about a month ago about the house in, in Philadelphia. We about to be done. I wanted you to, you could come by on the weekend and come check it out to see what you think. He said, uh, you got the wrong number. I'm like, got the wrong number. I'm like, bro, I, fuck, I know, I know who you are. Like, what you mean I got the wrong number? I said, do you know uh, a guy by this name? He was like, yeah. 
I said, okay, cool. We bought the, we, we talked earlier about buying the house and selling it. He was like, nah, I got the wrong number. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. And he hung up. So I texted him like, hey, uh, I just want you to know that this is who I am. No response. That was last week. Now, the reason why that would have been the ace in the hole was because if he bought the house, then we would not have to, we would, we would have got a higher price and we would not have to had paid for the agent's percentage. But here we are walking away with possibly 30k if not 20k or something like that right we'll find a way to make it work so here that's where we at with the house as far as it being sold so now let's move forward to the next part of uh life update is where the house is at okay house update so that today the agents went into the house and there is a leak somewhere in the house right there's a leak in the basement there's water all on the floor they said they saw water coming from the kitchen sink which is coming down i guess maybe possibly coming from the sink down into the cabinet which was they saw water down there which could possibly be leading to the basement we don't even know it's just water so as you can already imagine that's probably not the best thing to hear when you have somebody coming to see the house and who's probably gonna sell it we're like damn that's crazy so I don't even know what's going on at this point as far as where the house is at in terms of why it's leaking like that. So we had to call him and have him send somebody out there to go check on it. So we're going to see what's going on with that. Their idea is this. They want to list the house at 295 because they think that it will get bid up over 300. I'm still somewhat on the fence about it, but me and Tori talked. I could. I think that the reason why his, his argument was that if it's at 295, then... People who are trying to save money may put, hey, my budget is 300000 and they don't want to go under. But now if I'm competing against the lower houses in that area, then they may go, oh, I'm getting this is a really good property. You know, I might build up more traction or more um, eyeballs on it because more people with lower budgets are going to be seeing that house. So it might have to I might get into a bidding war. And I think it's not unlikely for somebody to go up over a house. Like, let's say, hey, 295, okay, I really want it, I'll pay 305, I'll pay 310 for it. Like, okay, that's cool. Um, my argument was this. Me personally, right? Me personally, I feel like it devalues the house. I feel like it shows that we're succumbing to the market and it makes it look as though this house is on sale. And I feel like it's going to attract people who want to now get lower property price, get a lower price on the property. Like, oh, it's 295. I could probably get down for like 290 maybe if I try and bid it down. That's not what I want. I want people to see it. Like, oh, this is a 305 house that's on sale. I could I'd probably get it for 315. That's how I see it. Um, so they want to do 295, but I, I'm like, okay, fine. Sure, let's see it because the interest rate has gone up pretty high pretty significantly and people's buying habits are going to change because of that so and i'm like what are the odds that as soon as we sell the house this, this shit is crazy this shit is it's insane but uh we're gonna keep pushing forward that's just how you know the bamboo project this is how we built so um but i will put some pictures on of, of the house on here uh the kitchen is basically done as far as the backsplash is there the faucet is there the countertop is there um cabinets are there only that's not there is the fridge the microwave and the range we do have a dishwasher so that's good um what else do we have there yes that that's pretty much done the bathrooms are basically finished they have um 
The toilets are in. They have the mirrors that we bought are up. They have lights above the mirrors. Those are in. The vanities are in. They look beautiful. The only problem I have with the bathroom is that I don't remember buying a silver handle for the bathroom. Maybe I did. And But now the faucet is black and the handle is silver. That looks silly to me. I don't like that. Um, but other than that, I think it looks very nice in the house. Um, I wish I could see with the light on, but, you know, it was dark when they got there. So it's fine. You know, when we go out there, we'll see it ourselves. Um, so as far as the house goes, more updates. Shout out to, to Tori again. I think I talked about this last week in the pockets. I don't know if I did. I feel like I did. I did talk about it. I did talk about it. So we had the security system in the house. Uh, that shit is, is definitely valuable. I think everybody should have one. If you have a house, it costs $50 a month for us. I don't see a reason not to have it. Like, you know who's in your house. Especially, yeah, you know who's in your house. Especially if you live in an area where, like, you're not in a building or something like that. Like an apartment building. I would definitely recommend getting that. Um, so, let's see. What else are we at as far as the house? Something I've learned with this is I believe the guy we're working with is not a general contractor. He is a labor contractor. And I will never hire i will never knowingly hire a labor contractor for a house remodel or rebuild ever again because a lot of the problems we're running into is because it seems as though he doesn't know uh much about what's going on and he has to kind of get a second hand from them and they don't work for him so i feel like they also don't have an allegiance or a loyalty to him to do things the right way because like hey it is what it is i just do what i do and whatever happens happens I and mean, i talked about it before where multiple times I'll say, hey, what is this? What's going on here? He'd be like, man, I don't know why they did that. I'm like, what you mean? You don't know how they, why they did that. Who else supposed to know? Like, that's what your job is to help to know why they're doing what they're doing. Um, so I guess I'll never hire a labor contractor again. Never again. Like that is never, ever, 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 ever. If, 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 if y'all see me do it in the future, y'all could tag me in this video and say, Donovan, this is a, this, you're doing it. And I'm like, yeah, right. I never, ever, 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 ever do it again. As far as the house goes, um, I'm trying to think of any other updates we have for the house. <sighs> the basement had water in it. Like I said, we have to seal the wall so that the, the water doesn't keep getting in there. We think that's the thing. The agents think we're three weeks out from the house being done, which I think is crazy, but Hey, who knows? In my mind, all we need to do is they cement in the backyard. It's supposed to be today. They might not do it today because I think it rained. So maybe tomorrow um, we got to get the fridge in there. We got to buy the range. We got to buy the microwave. Um, and like I said, to me, that's it. Like to me, that's to me, the house needs these things. OK. Oh, the water heater is there, too. The house needs an HVAC system. Right. It needs, which or the AC, whatever that's called outside. It needs that. It needs the cement in the backyard. It needs the basement to be cleaned up. And it needs the appliances to be put in. Am I forgetting anything? We got the basement in the backyard. Oh, not the basement. We got the cement in the backyard. Mm -hmm. The HVAC system that goes outside. Mm -hmm. um, the basement getting cleaned up. Appliances. The downstairs bathroom still looks a bit unfinished to me. Really? Oh, I didn't, I didn't I see it. I can't tell if it's because of the lights. Oh, okay. It's 
So and then a, and then a basic cleanup for the house too. But the biggest job that I feel like is the basement as far as sealing up the water and getting the right finishes there as far as like making it one solid color, making it so that it's not leaking. That's the biggest problem that I see right now is just that. So that's where we at with the house. We I, I bro, we could be done in a week. Like if people was in there every day, we could be done in a week. But it's looking like it might be longer than that. So, oh, and credit cards is maxed out. Everything done. All of that finished. Finito. So we we out here struggling hard body. Um, and I think I have two cents to money. Yeah, Melissa says she thinks she has two cents to her name. So um, as far as other updates for us, yeah, I may have seen this. I don't. It was so crazy. I haven't posted the audio for the podcast on the uh, channel on the uh, like Spotify, Apple, and things like that. So that I had to go and do that over the last couple of days. I had, it, I don't know how that happened at first. I guess I was posting them so late and I was so exhausted I forgot to do the audio for it. And then it just happened like three day, three weeks in a row. Then the last two weeks I remember it and then I forgot to redo it. And I'm just like, all right, set aside time to get this done. So that's finally up. Uh, this is something else I kind of want to bring up too. I had talked about, I talked about how I would categorize my task and get my task done better, right? I'm thinking of a spreadsheet and a formula and an algorithm to get it done. So right now, the basic algorithm I have for my um, task for the week pretty much works like this. What task requires a lot of energy, a lot of time, these are separate things, a lot of money, right? So for example, I have, let's have laundry, right? Laundry requires money. Not a lot of time because I'm not gonna be down there the whole time and not really a lot of energy. I don't have, I don't really get tired from doing laundry. I put the stuff in the, in the thing, I leave. I come back and get it, that's it, I'm done, right? What does it bring me by doing my laundry? I get mental peace, okay? And it saves me time in the future because I don't have to keep doing the laundry regularly it saves me time because i don't have to do it again for a while that's how it saves me time that's how i categorize as saving time clean a kitchen that requires a lot of energy for me a lot of time for me but no money okay so it brings me mental peace to see the kitchen is clean but it does not bring me money it doesn't bring me energy after it's done because now i'm tired it does not really save me time because it's going to get used again in the next hour or two and it does not save me money so what I do is I check off all these things. I have a bunch of different things. I have go to Philly. I have clean the kitchen. I have the podcast. I got finances. I got post a podcast, the call with them. Things like that are on here. So then I go, okay, here's how I try to categorize them, okay? It's important for me to know that if I am doing something that's going to require a lot of energy, then if I'm going to do other things in a day, I need to do other things in that day that do not require a lot of energy. So if I have to respond to emails, that does not require a lot of energy. So if on the same day I might clean the bath or clean the kitchen, I will respond to emails and I may, what's something else on here that doesn't require a lot of energy? I may uh, pay my contractor. Doesn't require a lot of energy to do. It requires money, but not a lot of energy. So I can do all of those things in the same day because I have one large thing that requires a lot of energy and then I have the other thing that requires less energy, right? Then I go, okay, what am I going to do that saves me time? So something like cleaning the kitchen, not the kitchen, something like, uh, what saves me time? 
mm, my finances saves me time right once i do it I don't have to worry about it for a long period of time. I can just come and do my finances like every other day or whatever the case might be. It's not as important to do every single day. And doing that saves me money and it can bring me money and mental peace. So something like that, I'm like, okay, if this will bring me mental peace, I need to make sure that I get this in my weekly schedule because it brings me that mental peace and the mental peace allows me to do something else, right? But not something else that requires a lot of energy things like that so that's kind of how i've been structuring my to-do list for the week and i think it's been very helpful um for me so i like i definitely have been enjoying it i want to make it more refined but it's just something fun that i've created that i can do um and i really think for me personally it's been helping this is i guess it's called a life update maybe it's a life update possibly um i feel as though this is something i just don't like that i saw youtube removed the sort by oldest okay now the reason why i don't like that is because that was part of the business model we had in our head of uh, how we're gonna create the Bamboo Project because we know that once we finally become more successful and famous, people are gonna wanna see where we came from. And part of that was going to be, okay, they're gonna go to the YouTube channel and go, hey, go to oldest and then watch all the old videos. So by YouTube going and removing that filter, it really, hurts us going forward and how we planned on doing it now in my mind as a business person i love to think why would they do this how do they benefit from this right so here's my thoughts process on why they would do something like this i think that they are going towards the direction of tiktok and what i mean by that is tiktok's uh i guess bread and butter if you want to call it that is They want you to make as much content as humanly possible. They want you to make seven, eight videos, 10 videos every single day. That's what they want, right? And I think that people on TikTok are gonna burn out faster than people on YouTube because of that. So I think that YouTube is implementing something similar to that because if people come to your page and they only see the most popular content, then you're going to try to make all your content be the most popular content. That's what you're going to be trying to do. That isn't necessarily how we operate on YouTube. We operate by posting things that we that we know and think people will like and enjoy to see, but we're not chasing the biggest numbers that you can get on YouTube. We could easily do that from before. Like when we were doing wholesaling, we could just put Jerry Norton in every single thing we did. When we did tour, we could just post mad like true updates, even though we're not doing Turo like that, we could just milk it and just to get more views and have more popular stuff. But we look at it as this. Our YouTube is tied to our life. So our if our life becomes more amazing, then YouTube become more amazing. We don't want our YouTube to look amazing and our life look like it's it ain't shit. I don't want that. I want it to be like, hey, this is where we was at that time. This is what we, this is what it looked like. Okay. Um so I really think that's, that that it's like a it's like a it hurts us our business model that we have for YouTube. Now, another thing, another reason why I think they did that is because they don't want people to watch your oldest content. That's like a basic thing, right? Now, why would they not want that? Okay, a couple of reasons I could come up with. They only want people to see, again, your best content, which will probably be your newer content more often than not because you've learned a lot from posting a lot of videos and it's going to be the most newest thing, right? 
as far as money goes, how do you think they lose money from or make money from from that? Or do they lose money from the oldest content? I think they make money because they're trying to force people to make more content for YouTube. And they don't want you to rely off of your old content. I also think that some people's old content is problematic. Mm, that, I think I heard that too, before, too, yeah. So it's like, if you posted something when you were 16 years old and you've had a YouTube for forever and you just never deleted those old videos, I can see it being easier to hide problematic stuff because it's just too deep for people to see. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's another thing too. I think they're trying to clean it up, and I think I watched Jideon on or Jideon on Logan Paul podcast, and he was saying that how like the big creators on YouTube have just become super corporate, and YouTube has become a very corporate place. Now, for me, I don't, I don't see how YouTube can go in the other direction. I don't, you know, they have so much of the market share that it would be hard for me to see how that would happen. I personally think that what will happen that will take down YouTube will be more people will have their own singular platforms. I don't think it's going to be another behemoth of like, oh, I have all of these videos myself. Come watch them. I think it'll be like, hey, I like this person. I'm going to go find their stuff specifically. Um, and I think maybe YouTube will be a place to market yourself to bring them to those other platforms, whether it be your own website, whether it be maybe Patreon, whether it be your your app, whatever the case might be. I think that's what's going to happen going forward. Um, I think that'll be the downfall of YouTube because I do agree that the direction they're going is not getting better, in my opinion. I don't think that uh, I, I the whole adding shorts thing. I don't think that's a it's weird because. This is, it's so weird. I think that YouTube did not, they didn't have to add shorts, okay? They added, they didn't have to add that. There was no reason for them to add shorts at all. I think they were doing fine, and I don't think it was, it helps them that much more. I think they get a lot more views on there, but the problem with that is I don't think those views are as easily monetizable. So if you can't make money off the views, then what are you on there for? Like, what is what is the perfect, like, what do you benefit from having people on here? You can't make money off of this. And I think that's what TikTok's problem is, is trying to make money off these views. I've seen Melissa on TikTok before. Bro, it say ad, she scroll right by that. It just say anything that's an ad, she just click right by. I don't want to see that. So I can already imagine that if you put an ad on, on TikTok and YouTube shorts, ain't nobody really watching that. And then here's for me personally, this this is just me. Maybe I'm old. I'm, I'm what am I? Gen. I'm a what am I? Gen X. What am I? Millennial. I'm a millennial. I think so. Yeah. So I don't even get a, I don't even get a gen in front of my name. But anyway, it don't matter. So I look at it like this from this perspective. For me, when I'm on YouTube Shorts, I never, maybe, and I don't even know if I can even say this. I have never found someone on YouTube Shorts that I was like, oh wow, I really want to now go and watch their content. For me, I don't know if that was everybody else. Maybe it's an Instagram, it's a short thing. Maybe if on TikTok it's different. But for me, I just be scrolling through stuff just to see stuff. Nothing on there holds me long enough that I go, I really want to go and check out what kind of person you are. I don't see that. It's just funny videos. It's like basketball clips. It's, like I said, comedy. It's maybe some Manosphere thing. Maybe it's a clip from a podcast I like to watch. That's it. So for me... I would much rather have somebody who watches a video for 10 minutes and go, yo, I fuck with you. I want to watch more of your videos. As opposed to somebody sees my video that that's eight seconds long or 20 seconds long and they go, oh, that was cool and swipe through it. And the thing about YouTube, why I think it's just terrible. 
in the history, they have all the shorts you watch in your history. Why would you put that there? Why would now, if I'm, it, I can easily watch 20 shorts in, you know, three or four minutes, right? Why would you put that in my history? So now if I try to go find an old video I want to watch, I got to scroll through all these shorts that I mindlessly was watching other than these other videos I really want to watch. I don't think that this was a good move for them. And I've, I've said this before, I think that TikTok is the epitome of the culture that we're in and i think that it's on the last legs like the the last um like the last squeeze of the juice or the juice of the squeeze whatever it is this is the last squeeze they're trying to get out of the fruit because i don't think it's sustainable to have it where people have to make content so often and people could just consume it and be done with it it's the same thing with netflix if you have to make content it takes you six months to make this content. It takes you, you make it, you put so much money into this, right? And then what happens? I binge watch the whole thing in a day. It's gone. It's like, bro, really? And then you don't even really get any like longevity from it going forward because it's like, okay, like what's next? What do I get next? What's the next thing that's coming? So now people are always being set up, whether it be TikTok or Netflix or things like that. What is the next thing I'm going to see? I want even with, even with when you scroll in, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? That's how everybody's being wired to think now. And I think because of that, there's not going to be an actual meaningful connection between people on the platforms as if they as they were at certain points because it's like, bro, I didn't even get to know you. Like, I'm, if I'm asking Melissa, who do you on TikTok? Who do you feel like you like? That I like. Mhm. Like that you go to like watch their stuff. Yeah, I go to watch their stuff. Mm-hmm. I like Christian Dennis. What does he post? It's like fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fun. And he dances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny fashion dancing. Okay. Who else? Um, other ones that I don't remember the name specifically. So there's one that she does um, gentle parenting, and she has like two kids, and the kids are like two years old. They can cook. I've seen her. Right. Okay. So I like her videos and kind of like she does little skits with them to show like how the kids respond to you. You either yelling at them versus gentle parenting, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's one that comes up a lot. I would say Challen. But she still post stuff. Right. That's on like. Where is she at? Is she on Instagram or she on YouTube? What's she doing? On all of those, but I don't think her content is the same, but I'll still like check in here and there. And um, other than that, though, my my TikTok feed is very random, I feel like. It's a lot of like, did you knows or look at this hack or blah, blah, blah. So let me ask you this. Who do you watch on YouTube? Who do you like on YouTube? Who do I like on YouTube? Well, I guess I like De'Ara. Mm-hmm. De'Ara Taylor. Mm-hmm. You know? I like her. Do you watch her TikToks? TikToks, no. I don't think I've seen Deer on TikTok. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen Deer probably on my TikTok mm-hmm. in a long time. Okay, so who else you uh? YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. I check out um. There's like certain YouTubers I do my rounds with. Who, who are those so people? Like Kelly Stamps is one. Elias Face is one. Pretty Boy XO is one. Um, am I particularly 
fill in their content. Not necessarily. I like Pretty Boys content more mm -hmm. often. Um, but, yeah. Right. So this is part of the thing that I'm saying before is I don't think you build any connection with anybody on TikTok. And you watch, you spend way more time on there than on YouTube. Well, technically, you spend um, hours a day on there. You don't spend hours a day watching I YouTube videos. I used to. I uh -huh. TikTok was first an app, I think I used to. Used to what? Uh, first an app, like when no. it first came out. But used to what? I used to build kind of a connection with certain TikTokers. Mm -hmm. um, I think what they did was, I think what they did, so around the time when I first started using TikTok, it was just a For You page. Mm -hmm. I think they made an adjustment where it's like, okay, now you have your For You page, and then if you swipe over, you could also have a following page. Mm. So they didn't have it before? It wasn't. I don't think it was there before when I, when I first, first went on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I think because I started following certain creators, they don't show up on my For You page anymore. Strictly on my following. That's page, interesting. Unless whatever they post is super popping, then it'll be on my for you page. And I don't really go on my following page like that. Honestly, is you know so funny. What? I'll be I'll be on my TikTok scrolling, and I realize I'm seeing either the same faces or I'm seeing kind of those same creators, and I'm like, what's going on? And then <laughs> I go to my for you page because it's like random stuff. Right. Um. So I think them doing that kind of hurts them because hurts who the tiktok or the creators the creators yeah because now you've taken them out of my main feed mm -hmm. and right. whenever i go over there it's just kind of like like it's not what i'm accustomed to anymore i'm not accustomed to seeing them so i'm seeing them four or five six right you're like i didn't I, like, I don't want to see you that much and then now they have another section for friends so people that you're actually following and you follow you back mm. they have another feed just for that bro that's what i'm like this is the and that to me is a part of the problem the reason why a lot of other stuff like facebook and and youtube have gotten so big is because of the connection that people build even whether it be i guess artificial or whatever you want to call it virtual i still know your whole life so and when you post about how you're feeling, you post about you at the wedding, you post about you at the thing, whatever. I could watch the video. I could like it. We could we could communicate on it. That's that, people enjoy that, bro. TikTok and reels and shorts and everything is like, bro. It's not. It's not for that. So if and this is what happened. I mean, Vine was doing this and they they went out of business. So it's like, I think for me personally. Oh, and that's another thing too. I think when I first started seeing these um the creators that i follow i think they were posting more personal stuff mm -hmm. or like what they think or what yeah just more close to who they are specifically i feel like somewhere along the line it became more trends more sponsored content and more like just kind of kind of artificial mm -hmm. like the and when i say artificial it's kind of like the same way that you know with Kelly where it's like either they're going super in the direction of oh, look at me everything is luxury I'm luxury all the time like there was a TikToker he ended up um, getting a like a luxury penthouse apartment in New York City and then he had to he had to leave he had to cut his leash short because he was not making enough money damn that's crazy right he posted that yes 
He was like leaving my apartment today, guys. Oh my gosh, you know. Damn, that's tough. He wasn't making enough money for it. So it's like, but it's funny because he's still trying to exude that same energy in his apartment that is not giving that. And it's like, so there's that. Like now your content looks kind of corny to me. Yeah. Because you're still trying to keep up appearances instead of, I guess, trying to do something that will get you back to the apartment or whatever. And then you have the other side of the spectrum where, you know, you are pretending to be a minimalist nah. situation. Nah. Um, damn, I feel like Kelly were to see that she would take this person. Well, well, so it's stop doing it then. <laughs> fake ass shit. Um, yeah. And that is also off-putting because I feel like both sides is not true to who you are. Yeah. And like I said, for me, it's, I, I think, what? I was going to say, honestly, the guy that lost his apartment, I feel like I would be more into, into his um, content if he was talking from like really how he feeling right now right I know that must feel crazy like what you mean you're not living in that it was nice it was a nice apartment like you're not gonna put me on you're gonna wear your pearls and your your fancy robes and stuff in the where you at now right. how, how long can you make a, a tiktok two minutes now I'm like 10 really that's hilarious yeah that's fucking hilarious because that's hilarious that is so hilarious because i think it's funny because what I was going to say is that if you really wanted to, like, talk about something that happened to you. Maybe. Maybe it's three. Maybe yeah, I feel like 10 is OD. I feel like, I feel like maybe certain creators could do 10. But go ahead. So, I feel like when I see, if, if let's say that he, he would tell a story. That guy who had the apartment and now he don't have it anymore because he can't afford it. How many TikToks did he have to make to be able to tell that story? 20? He got he got to sit there, record, stop, record, stop, record, stop, record, stop until he tells the whole story. Yeah. Don't nobody want it like and that was that's what people that's what make people want to watch his stuff is post is seeing that or hearing that story. But he's not going to I mean, most people, are, I assume, are not going to post a story on TikTok that requires. Tw- I mean, some people do, but like 20 or 25 post they do you would definitely have to condense it for sure but some people you know if you interested we're gonna keep watching part three part four part seven but, part but think eight, right part that, that's what i'm saying how how high it get i feel like after you get to like 20 you like mm, mm. if it's the same story i don't know why you need 20 parts how crazy of a story this is but if it's entertaining the whole time, I got time. But that's what I'm saying. It got, it got to be entertaining now. Yeah. You could watch a YouTube video. You'd be like, I'm going to sit and watch this shit. I want to see what's happening. On TikTok, you got to go, okay, let me click it. All right, it's done. Find next one. Watch it. Oh, click it. Find next they one. They have playlists now on TikTok. Oh, okay. So if they put it in a playlist, it's not as much work for you. To mm, that's interesting. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. So if it's a, but, but it's up to the creator to make sure they put it in a playlist. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm accustomed to seeing playlists. If I don't see the playlist and you don't put it on the screen that's part 15 of the same story, I'm not going to know. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. I'm going to episode playback. Yeah. Like I said, I just, I just think that, uh, yeah, this shit trash. This shit, this shit is not, this shit is not good. You put it as a Donovan's question. Yeah, for sure. Um, so episode playback, um, we talked about my successful, or like not my, but the successful trait that I feel like I have out of the three that Alex Hormozzi said makes someone hyper successful. Um, we didn't get into Melissa's. I think that Melissa's were 
the insecurity that she has and then i also think that she feels like she's better than people it's that's what i think those two things will make her hyper successful the only one that she didn't have was the impulse control and i we didn't really go i don't i still don't understand how impulse control helps with being successful um that's what they say because i'm like in terms of what i feel like every situation is not a situation to go so I think that's where impulse control comes in because if you don't have impulse control, that's when like the stock market, for example, if you bought something and you feel like the company is valuable, well, then again, problem could start before then. You could have bought something just because you thought mm-hmm. I should just buy it, right? And so let's say you buy Apple stock. Steve Jobs, let's say he's still alive. He passed away. Not stock plummeted. And you sold it. Like, I feel like that is like a that could be um, a result of not having impulse control, as opposed mm. to holding it, as opposed to as opposed to waiting, kind of thinking of more options. Mm-hmm. It's really feeling like that intensity to do something now and doing it, as opposed to really f- kind of fighting against it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it's funny that it's what it is to be impulsive and then impulse control. What is it? What do you mean? What are the three options? Insecurity, being superior to other people, feeling superior to other people, and, and impulse control. control. I feel like, I feel like insecurity can lead you to be an impulsive. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And I think we talked about mine. I think the two that I have lead me to be to not have the other one. Right. So, so like, they're the impulse, the impulse control. And then the feeling superior is like, well, I don't have to, like, I don't have to have this drive of insecurity because I, I, I control my impulses. I think, I think insecurity and um, so the superiority thing is like now I have to prove every time that I'm, that I'm better. Than you. So yeah. If I'm making a cup of tea, I'm making the best cup of tea in the world. And then if something goes wrong, you want to fix it immediately, right? Because you feel like you look like you're not and the you best. Have any impulse control. Yeah, so like I said, that's very interesting. That is that is very interesting. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, we're trying to figure out the best way to capitalize on this. For me, I know that it's being, it, for me, I, I categorize insecurity as being more prideful now. So just trying that. But even last week's basketball game, bro, that shit is so hard. I really, like, you really got to be a different kind of psycho, I feel like, to have to be emotional about things that you don't care about. Like, and it's funny because I hear things with Michael Jordan and before they would say that he would just make up things to be, to feel like he's ready for the game. And I get that, but it's so, it it feels crazy to me to go into a game, feel nothing and be like, I'm going to talk shit to him so I can feel like I want to play now. That, that don't work. But if somebody talks shit to me, I'm ready. If I'm playing people who are not good in basketball, it's even harder because now I'm like, what do I get? from beating you in this game i don't feel anything from winning i knew i was better than you it doesn't do anything for me um but this goes back to something that i've been working on when i just kind of play basketball myself or shoot around where i've been telling myself that okay donovan you think you can hit this shot and i'll hit it i'll go okay see donovan you said you can hit it you hit it 
Now what I'm doing is, oh, well, if you're that good, Donovan, hit 10 in a row. That's what I've trying to been trying to get myself to. Like, if you really feel like you're that good at something and you're better than this person at it, do it 10 times in a row or make it so that they know like they can't guard you at all. So come down and score every single time in a row. Then I feel like that kind of gives me more of a drive to be able to continue to feel that uh, pridefulness slash insecurity to want to prove that I'm better than somebody else. Uh, so that's something right now that I've been uh, trying to add to my list. And it's hard, like I said, when I don't feel like there's competition there. It's really difficult. And I think that's something that I can probably add to my my business life. Where it's like, okay, Don, if you feel like you know how to wholesale, go and get 10 deals. If you feel like you're good at this, you feel like you're better at somebody else, you could say it. You could feel it. But if you're not going to go out and do it, it don't matter. So that's where I'm at right now. That's also why Melissa is coming out with an EP this year. Mm, shout out to Melissa is coming out with an EP. And this episode is brought to you by Ember Candle Co., where we have 100% all-natural beeswax candles with no soy, no paraffin, no paraben, and they're all wooden wicks, so they crackle when they burn, okay? Burn better, be better. Now, back to the show. Now, Donovan's question. Okay, it's going to be quick. I was uh, looking on TikTok. I think it was with Melissa or something like that. It's funny. It's very funny. Is this gay? Is this gay? Okay. So, if I wanted, if I if I measured my dick, right, Um. and then, okay, okay. So, is this gay if I measured my dick? So that I could put the ruler in the back of my throat to see if a girl would choke on it if she was giving me head. Is that gay? You let me know. I don't know. I think it's gay. But honestly, 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 it may be not gay because you're not putting a penis in your mouth. And technically, you should not. Um, what? What are you saying? Putting uh, 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 lengthy things down your throat. Might come off as a bit, you know, for some people. But why is that gay? It's not a penis. And I'm measuring it for a, a, a heterosexual reason. You're measuring a penis length. My penis for a, for, for a woman to so I know how she is going to react to it. I could do it to her. Right. Why do you want the route of, or why not just see, like. Why because I want to know if she's going to be lying when she starts choking on it. Nah. <laughs> That's not. I'm like, oh damn, that shit big as fuck. Okay, and I go to her. She's like, mm, she didn't even choke it. Now you. Like, imagine you hear this, you know, dad can come for your son's room, kind of like, what's going? Ask what's going on. He's like, well, you know, I just measured my. It's like, okay, son, sure. Damn, that's tough. I, I would think it's no problem with it, but I would think he might be, you know. Might be a little. Right. You know. I mean, like I said, I don't know. Down, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know if he'd be gay because, like I said, it's not a penis in his mouth. You gotta think about it like that. Now, if he said, "Okay, I'm gonna measure a penis and put that in my mouth to see if I'm gonna choke on it," no, 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 no. I said if if he measured a penis, put the penis in his mouth, and said, "Okay, this is <laughs> this is long enough to choke on." This is that now. Now we borderline in the gay. We in the gay realm now. You know, we kind of gay. Okay, we just a little 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 homosexual. Um. 
but that is something that I wanted to know if that's gay or not. Um, so the topic for the day was why I think I cry more that I'm older. Um, I, I was actually going to save it for next week, but I think it's a it's a short sentence. So it's something I kind of realized. I think now when I watch TV shows, I'm more likely to cry because I remember as a kid, right? I used to always say, "Why did why do people cry when they watch TV shows? It's not real. You know, it's not real." Bro, that was definitely me. Falling all the time. I will Bruh. cry every. It doesn't matter what medium it is. I will cry. I will, and I always look at people like like that and be like, "Why? That's weird." Like you know they're fake, right? You know there's the characters on the TV screen. Like they are really fake. Why are you crying over this? They didn't really die. Why are you crying for? That's how I used to feel, right? And as I've gotten older, here's what I think I realized. Um, well, one, I guess men cry more as they get older or whatever, become more emotionally mature. But I think for me personally, the reason why I have been crying more or not, I don't really cry. It's just, I feel like I want to cry is because now that I'm older, I have more experiences to relate what I'm seeing on TV to. And those bring up emotions for me. So if I see someone on TV, like I'm watching Barto last week and I see them saying, listen, I would rather i would die so that we can end this war that people have of wanting to seek revenge on each other right i don't want to die for that but i understand how much energy and courage that would take to do how much respect that would have for somebody if they were like listen i understand that you wronged me and I want to kill you. Like I'm, you wronged me so bad. You killed my dad, and I really want to get you back, but I won't. And I'm looking at it like, dope, bro. I feel that, bro. But I'm like, shout out to you for really being able to do that, because I could never, I could never feel that, right? And more things like that. You, you see someone die on TV. You have someone die in your life. You see someone on TV get like. Imagine this. Imagine you get cheated on, right? You watch TV. That person gets cheated on too. You're going to feel a little bit different. But you're like, I know what that feels. Bro, you, you checked the phone and you saw what it said. It said, hey, I miss you from last night. And you had that same text. You're going you gonna to see that episode a little bit different than when you was eight years old and never even kissed a girl before. Like it's going to be a, it's going to hit different for you. And I think for me personally, that's why as I've gotten older, I've gotten more emotional with shows because I have more experiences I can connect to and empathize with as far as when I watch the things. Um, but uh, that is the end of episode 118. Okay. It is 810 PM is late as hell. Actually, I got some wholesale news I'll keep for y'all later. We'll see if anything comes from it. Um, we'll be back here next Tuesday. Okay, you can catch all the behind-the-scenes content on our social medias. My name is Donovan Gray. D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. And with that being said... Uh, hold on. Thank you. Thank you. You know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2022. Okay. We're trying to make it a movie. We still got six months left. Almost five at this point. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out. I bet you. I was right yeah, yeah, he was until I until I need you to move the, the screen. Then you was no longer with me anymore. No!